Town Hall Academy, episode 42. Yeah, so in this case, I mean, that's ideal. They call you, but usually that's not going to happen. Again, Scott, you mentioned ego. I mean, we don't know when to ask for help half the time, and, and we just keep beating ourselves up doing the wrong things. In this case, it was an alignment that we performed for this garage, and the garage owner said, can I pay you at the end of the month for an $89 fleet alignment? And that's when I knew, and I, I, I said, hey, is everything okay? Well, you know, we're having this and that. I said, why don't we meet? Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, automotive aftermarket professionals, to the Town Hall Academy, episode 42. Hey, Frank Lloyds, Scott Waddle, and Bill DeBoyer join me, and they've got a very open discussion impacting a difference for those struggling for success. You know, sometimes we just don't know the first step on how to get help or where to go to help our businesses succeed. Glad you're here absorbing another powerful peer discussion that may just change the course of your business. We all know a colleague that could use the information in this episode. Please share and forward the link, remarkableresults.biz slash A042. Welcome, Carm Capriato here, thanking Jasper Engines and Transmissions for the support of the Town Hall Academy. When an engine replacement is right for your customer, Jasper will be the name to remember. Jasper's remanufactured products cost considerably less than a new vehicle, so it just makes sense to choose Jasper. Hey, today's podcast has a sister video. If you want to see the discussion in action, you can find it at remarkableresults.biz slash A042. Now there you can view the Academy as it unfolded. You'll also find extended bios on my guests and links to their previous episodes. Also on the show notes page, find an important part of the Academy, a compilation of the key talking points. Just copy, then paste, and create your very own to-do list or meeting agenda. Hey, I just added a new page on the website. It is under the Resources tab, and it's called Events. I'll catalog all training events, both technician and business, that are open to the industry. These are local, regional, and national in scope. Now, if you have an event scheduled, just send me an email, and I'll get it listed. Email me, carm at remarkableresults.biz. That's B-I-Z. Get your training on. Go to the remarkableresults.biz events page and be a perpetual student. Now, joining me for this Town Hall Academy discussion is Frank Lloyds from Desert Car Care in Chandler, Arizona, along with the Wrench Nation radio show, Scott Waddle, Precision Auto Service in Langley, British Columbia, and Bill DeBoyer, Jr. from DeBoyer's Auto Sales and Service. This academy has a very deep subject. We're talking impacting a difference for those struggling for success. Now, you'll find solutions here, not just theory. Find out the best place for knowledge transfer the power of street-level engagement, the strength of local peer networks, and when you help, be sure you have a strong agenda for forward momentum. And also, getting help before you bury yourself in debt. Hey, don't forget the talking points are already written for you, but more importantly is to plow the essence of this discussion right back into the industry by forwarding this episode to your peers. Don't forget, let's create the movement to lift all ships. We can help each other. It's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to give it. Frank, um, you are you are so passionate for 
the industry's ability to become better at everything that we do, not only in the, in the bays, but in running businesses. And this was a, just a great title, uh, Rise Up Our Industry Benefits Through Outreach, Impacting a Difference for Those Struggling for Success. And I don't think this is more apropos. It's getting to the end of the year. We've got to rethink 2018. What are we doing? Uh, you know, where are we going to be? How successful do we want to be? How are we going to go overcome our challenges? Where are we going to get the help? And you come up with this great pointer that 42% of businesses polled learn from each other, only second to people doing searches online. How does that impact you, Frank? Well, some of us don't know that we're doing it. Um, and sometimes it's, uh, it's at a bar with a bunch of other shop owners. Sometimes those golden nuggets come from uh, that environment. But the fact is, we do seek out. Uh, none of us are reinventing the wheel. Um, we may have taken a few things from elsewhere, and we essentially own it and make it our own. And we sprinkle in our passion and design that. So in seeking help, um, as we're talking about in this uh, in this podcast, a lot of us are going online. Uh, some of us are going outside the industry, which is, I think, really pivotal and so important right now. Frank, do you really mean that that's important to go outside, or is are, are we we don't want to go inside and expose what our issues are? Well, we got to expose our issues. I mean, look, if you get a blister pulling up your garage bay door, that spiritual blister of your business, you better recognize the blister. I mean, that's that's a fact. And we're all on that journey um, of uh, blisters. None of us are uh, specialists to where we can, you know, just retire from the point of what we know. We're always growing. We're in this together in that fact. And so in terms of online and looking outside, assuming that you've realized you've got a blister, you got to align yourself up properly. And I say properly because there's a lot of noise and each one of us have a different station that we need help on. So, you know, with this podcast, I'm hopeful for all of us here and everyone listening that we can contribute a little bit more to that and um, give examples, give case examples of how to do this like right now. Okay. So if, if, for example, Scott had a strength and he, he was in a peer network and he knew people and he, he's got to almost say, hey, listen, I love marketing. I just love it. Guys, please call me. I'll help you. There's no competition. I mean, you know, we say that a lot and, and sometimes we, we kid about it, you know, tongue in cheek. But, you know, co-opetition is one of the most important things I think we could accept in our world. The liberating message is that your competitor does not have to fail for you to win. Because, you know, and Scott, you say it so perfectly, all ships rise. It's been one of the themes of the podcast that we go out and we give this free education to people. If they do something with it, then they get better because of it. So, Scott, do you, do you agree with what Frank is saying about, hey, I'm a specialist. How can I help you? Yeah, absolutely. That's been uh, really important in, in my growth as a business person. Uh, I've gained from others uh, so often that uh, it's only fair to give it back. And th those people that help me out, everything goes in cycles in businesses. So at first, I was just take, take, take. And now I'm at a point where I can give back too. Sometimes back to them. They were my mentors and now we're peers. And, and yet there's the up and comers that we uh, work on helping out as well. 
it's uh it's just uh and you know, as as uh, Frank was alluding to and a former podcast uh, alumni uh Gene Morell says I mean we don't have to reinvent the wheel Gene always said rip off and duplicate that's his R&D so I'm a firm believer in that don't reinvent it share tweak it make it your own so bill what does it really take for a shop owner to say ah R&D rip off and duplicate where can they go for the resources to steal the idea to help their business be better? Well, I think, uh, you know, listen to the podcasts like what you put out, read in the magazines, the trade press like Ratchet and Wrench. Uh, there's a great Facebook page group going, the uh, Auto Shop Owners Group, which uh, seems to have really leveled up over the past year. The conversation, I don't know if any of the other guys are in there. Um, if you can, leave some remarks in the, you know, the Facebook feed here or come back and leave it. But yeah, I mean, the discussions, I mean, everything, uh, you know, one of our issues now that the doors are shut, we're looking into lighting and stuff. And there's a bunch of threads going on, you know, how to change the lighting in the shop and the best way to retrofit it. And- Frank, I want to throw this off to you. Um, a good friend of the podcast, Bob Greenwood. I've heard him over talk a lot about you got to need to become the CEO of your business. It's not easy to be in business today, to be the CEO. Talent is required. Constant education and learning, the technology that's coming at us faster than ever, building a strong culture in a business, finance, marketing, HR specialists. You mean I got to know all of that? It's not, it's not bad to say, I don't know and get help. And so many people are struggling because Frank has their ego gotten in the way because they're anointed to be the Oz of their business. Well, you mentioned ego. There's a lot of books on ego. Um, where's ego? I mean, ego for some could be the boat they bought that, that was payroll. Ego could be the taxes they didn't pay for six months, but it was the, the country house they bought. I think, I think ego, I don't think ego is a part of this conversation, honestly. I mean, it could be, it could be part of the conversation, right? But I think it's too easy. Um, someone had mentioned, and I don't want to switch gears too hard in terms of healthcare, if we start thinking of healthcare as, well, it's just socialized medicine, you've termed something to make yourself comfortable and essentially you'll shut up because you've got that platform and you're sitting on it. We need to open up and dive in deeper and not get comfortable with a phrase or term. So we talked about helping other garages. There are unbelievable 20 groups, unbelievable coaches, unbelievable uh, drinks at the bar, but a lot of my information personally and, and don't get me wrong, I've got to choose my battles too. I want to help as many, but we've got to be real about the situation. I hear from the tool truck about a specific business in my neighborhood, and I have a case account happening right now, and, and, and this is an outfit that's not too far from me in my zip code that's struggling. You know, So for me to outreach, as long as they, they're, they're willing to accept that, and that's the other thing, guys, we talk about that. How many of us have given advice – and advice wasn't needed, <laughs> maybe, right, in their mindset. Have you guys experienced that? You guys listening on the podcast or, or checking this out on Facebook, you know, I think we just need to grab where we can, and we need to pitch in what we can in the alignment factor. And the alignment factor is key. I'm not a banker. So on a lot of occasions, I get frustrated in a conversation with somebody that may have taken a merchant service loan and they're dinged a thousand dollars a day and they're not even making that and they may not make, make 20% of that in profit. That's a tough way to go. That's an act of desperation and desperation does make folks do some ill things. 
So the next step in alignment would be, hey, Mr. Waddle, you got a good banker we can help this guy with. And and I, and I think a lot of our 20 groups already do that. We're, we're not beating up or, or actually we're not creating something new here. What I'm saying is when we're reaching out to a lot of the younger operators, some talented technicians and talented mechanics that have the passion for what they do, but man, they struggle with cash flow, operations, marketing. They may not be privy to a 20 group right away. Individually, we can help invigorate that as long as we align that properly. That's the key right here because each of you appreciate and understand the coaches in the 20 groups, but I, we're not really here preaching, uh, hey, if you're struggling, got to join a 20 group, turn off the switch, stop the recorder, the podcast is done. We've got to go deeper. So, Scott, steps uh, to build on what Frank just said. Well, um, I mean, we're, we're always looking, as you know, I belong to a few 20 groups and uh, um, they have their own set uh, programs and agendas. But just like Frank said, finding your neighbors, finding those shops through your parts vendors, your tool guys, what have you. Um, we have a whole bunch of connections locally in my neighborhood and our network that we work with all the time that are not members and they may not choose to ever be a member, but uh those are great resources. Our, our sales reps um, can really pull us together if we allow them instead of the, the old fashioned mentality of uh, trying to keep secrets and stuff open right up and, and offer that. So uh, I, I think there's a huge benefit to reaching out and finding those people. It is tough though. I mean, a lot of people, Frank said it's not ego, but I think the ego is a part of it for sure. There are people that are scared to ask for help. And I think that's partially ego as well. So getting that soft entrance to become, uh, to become friends, and because uh, they're not going to take your advice if you just walk in the door and offer it. You have, to, you have to make a connection first. And that's the tricky part sometimes. Uh, Carm, if I could interject on what Scott Waddle's saying there, um, my biggest fear, um, it's actually been, in, in fear I'm careful with. You know, I think about it and I, I'll try to do what I can personally. But again, guys, we're all choosing our battles and so on. But my biggest fear is that we get the supposed experts outside of our industry <clears throat> preaching on what this person or enterprise needs when that's not the case. It, it's not a proven recipe. It, it, it's not proven method. It's sizzle. And so, man, we have a backyard of great folks throughout North America. And the 20 groups are great. 20 group, I, you know, I was an Arlo O'Connor guy many years ago. And, oh, my goodness, wasn't that an eye-opener? But I think down at a street level, we can do a better job um, with actually long-term consistent action and not just, you know, Hey, we had a couple of beers and try this. I think we need to follow up. I, and I think I hear you. I love what you're saying. Now let's try to get a doing phase going. So Frank, you're, you're hearing from the tool truck, the part supplier, Scott, and hey, you know, anybody out there that's struggling, I want to help you find out that name. What's the next step guys? Well, I'll be honest with you. I got to let my family know I'm, I'm going up in the mountain. That's the reality of it. We're all busy and we're trying to find a balance, but I'm going to dedicate the time. And time just means there's going to be a lot of follow-up. So I'm going to let my family know. I know it sounds odd, but how many of us have been knee-deep in the weeds in trying to help something or somebody and then our, our balance to life that keeps us balanced is, you know, so it's important for your spirit to keep things balanced Raise that flag. I'm going in, right? It's like a military operation. And the case example, to answer your question directly, with this operation in our neighborhood, it was monetary. 
most of it is monetary and that's tough. I'm not a banker, right? I, I, look, I'm going to call it out. I'm not Richard Rawlings of Garage Rehab. I'm not, I don't have $200,000 to give a guy to buy some lifts. I'm sorry. And I, and I'm sorry I name drop. I love you, Richard. It's okay. Um, but the fact is our time. So this individual had an accounting issue. So I just took some of the information that I have had in the past dealing with very similar things and shared that. Lining up in this particular case, a major financial issue was now the next step to ping that to someone else and getting that individual connected with somebody in our chamber. I mentioned the chamber. We all think about the the chambers in our local community groups to sort of promote our groups or uh, promote our enterprises. But the fact is there's some talented people right in our backyard and they don't have to be in the automotive industry. We all know that. So I think aligning someone with their needs um, and I think the big question is where we where do we pull the plug? Where do you tell someone, hey, it's okay to go out of business? Mm. That's a tough one. Mm. That's tough for all of us. And I think you said it, Scott. You know, um, all of us, we've been on this journey. I mean, I started mobile wrenching in 93 in the back of my 200 SX. We, we all could have wished the Remarkable Results podcast were around at that time. And we're at a place where we can help. And I just will never forget the help that I, I truly wish I had and I didn't and I went blind and a lot of us did the same thing and we learned the hard way. And I think there's something to be said about that when we're at a point to be able to, to make a difference and give back. Hey, I'm with Brian Weeks from ATC Auto Center. Hey, are your customers investing in Jasper? Absolutely. Um, and I think that uh, the biggest thing is, is in the world of automotive nowadays, uh, let's don't talk about parts and labor so much. You know, when you when you look at the mechanical side of it and look at the parts and labor side, you know, you're you're selling cut the customer a transmission. But what you're really doing is selling peace of mind. So it's not hard convincing customers to invest in their vehicle. Uh, we don't feel like it is. Uh, we, we haven't really had an issue with that. You know, it's, it's not for everybody. And, you know, in certain situations, you may have uh, somebody that doesn't necessarily see that value, but it's our responsibility to show the value that Jasper has. It's not about your transmission is going to shift through all five gears now. It's more about you can take the kids to soccer this evening without having a problem. You'll be able to make it to work tomorrow without a problem. You can go on that vacation and not have a worry. That's what it's more about. And Jasper provides that so that we can offer that to the customer. Hey, Brian, thanks for your time. Carm, thank you. So you approached the person, knocked on their door, made the phone call. So I, I want to I, I wanna kind of, if you will, put a little, let's do step A and B and C, because someone says, you know, I like what you're saying, Frank. So, okay, I find out, how do I reach out? Yeah. So in this case, I mean, that's ideal. They call you, but usually that's not going to happen. Again, Scott, you mentioned ego. I mean, we don't know when to ask for help half the time and, and we just keep beating ourselves up doing the wrong things. In this case, it was an alignment that we performed for this garage. And the garage owner said, can I pay you at the end of the month for an $89 fleet alignment? And that's when I knew. And I, I, I said, hey, is everything OK? Well, you know, we're having this and that. I said, why don't we meet? And, and, and nine times out of 10, that's kind of how it goes down. Our shop owner's going to call any of us and say, um, I, I need help, right? It, it, it doesn't work. That initial step, does just that's not how it's going down. Now, once we get to know each other, we're going to open up. But that initial phase, we just got to pay attention. 
Frank, is it okay to just call up and say, hey, it's Frank down the road? Uh, you know, it's been a long time. We haven't had coffee. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. Or beer, whatever, you know, I think that's wonderful. Um, whatever, the, what, whatever the way you particularly want to connect, I think it's really, we have a tendency to want to speak first. I have that problem. The thing is, we need to do a better job listening um, first and paying attention, like all of our senses, yep. you know, and getting, getting an idea of what's happening uh, in the landscape. And I think also, Carm, um, we mentioned a little bit about choosing your battles and then make that decision like, where, where, are we go- where am I going to be here with this whole situation? Oh, God. Yeah. If you want to do it right, Frank, you, you got to dedicate some time. And if you looked at what you do right now, all, of, all three of you, you know, okay, uh, I just put in a 60-hour week. How can I add 10 hours to it to help somebody? And I, I think it's only a, a one-person choice for a limited amount of time, a couple of hours a week, maybe on the phone. But you're helping, you're, you're helping the industry. I mean, oh, God, we can go into the image of our industry and the challenges that we, we are facing. And, and if we're all getting better at everything that we do, it just gets easier every day. Bill, reach out. Have, has that ever happened in, in your world? And, and if so, how? Not exactly in that. But when I look out, you know, across our industry and then on the, the dealer side of things, you know, anywhere that I look in the country that has pockets of really high performers, I see these really strong local chapters of like ASA or NIADA. I mean, it's all boiled down to the local level. And I don't know, Frank, with that experience that you had, if you, you grab that guy and bring him into the the local ASA chapter that you have and try to, you know, work them into it so that it's not just all on you to help somebody out as well. I mean, they can share all the resources that is in that group and the education stuff that's going on there. I loved about your work-life balance, Frank. Um, AMI, you know, great online training uh, training uh, for, for uh, shop owners. Uh, is, is that an option? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great outlets uh, to do that, you know, I think as uh, enterprise owners, as garage owners, we make the preliminary point of contact with individuals that seem to be passionate with our connection, right? You know, that garage owner down the street, he's really, he's listening. He, the next step is to get them off. The problem with that is, and this may be a lame excuse, I've had to think about this a little bit, but you know, when you get somebody that's really in the doldrums financially, it's really tough. It's really tough to make a commitment uh, financially. Um, and, and that may sound like a poor excuse. Maybe they can take one more loan out to connect with a coaching group. So I think the reality of it is a lot of us are doing that work. And I'll agree with you, Bill. Like, we got to choose our battles, right? I mean, we can start something, but part of what we're finishing with an individual is to actually get them relayed to a local chapter meeting, a NAPA BDG, or, you know, any group that the group can then be a collective. Um, and then perhaps once they get out of their financial situation, then, you know, the, the ATIs, the AMIs, the, you know, um, uh, all those great phenomenal facilitated, professionally facilitated groups can then take over. Jasper, um, in, in many of their branches around the country, and they've got a ton of them, a couple hundred, uh, they hold business development group meetings. In fact, I happen to be a member of the one here in Buffalo, and uh, I, I've been listening now for six, seven months, and it's fascinating. 
Um, everybody's in their li- different levels of success and struggles and challenges, and they're all there to help each other out and help each other with resources. You guys said a, a lot of great things, so I don't know what I don't know. Wow, I just dropped a bomb on you all. So here I'm a struggling shop owner. I don't know what I don't know. It's Rotary, it's Chamber, it's it's ASA, it's local chapters, it's my competitor down the street. My point is, is the podcast allows this openness, okay? And if someone is going to, to listen to this and say, come on, help break the code, break the code for me. What can I do? What should I do next? Because I don't know what I don't know. And you know what I don't want? I don't want to have to go borrow money. I feel so intently that I'm not going to survive if I don't go there. When I do, now I've got this additional piece of stress and burden on me. Help me realize where I can branch from. Now become an expert coach for me. And you're speaking to the struggling shop owner. Guys, it's the open. It's an open forum for you. One thing I see is, you know, you mentioned, I don't know what I don't know. I say that all the time. Um, we, when we talk to other shop owners, well, we, the ones that are struggling, we often hear, well, you can't charge for that or people won't pay for this or I can't ask someone to do that for me. And sometimes you have to show them, yes, you can. Yes, you will. Yes, they will. Uh, and sometimes it's asking your suppliers for something. Sometimes it's just telling your customers that, yes, you do have to pay to turn that TPMS light off. It's one of those things that's crept up on us that so many shops are just took on and doing for free. Um, showing some examples, bringing them into your shop, reviewing some work orders, that can be a real awakener for, for people to go, oh, well, if you can get paid for that, why can't I? You sometimes have to show them. They've just accepted and you just can't accept things. The world is changing, especially the automotive world. Yeah, I mean, if I could, I'll bring it back to my story. I mean, when I came into the business, I was fresh out of business school and uh, I started doing the repair end of our dealership stuff that we weren't doing before. And I had a business degree, which was great, but I had no idea how to run the automotive business. So what I did was I joined up with AMI and I, I followed their curriculum that led me down the path to become an AAM. And it was very cost effective and it was a great education. And, you know, you look at the content that's out there today, like I know Jeremy O'Neill's got a, a great bunch of videos in there on how to sell die time and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's a good cost effective way for these dealers or these uh, shops that can't quite afford the, uh, you know, the big name training groups, but want to get better at what they're doing. I, I lately, um, I, maybe half a dozen, a dozen, not that I have the Holy Grail, but I have a simple thing that I, I share and I tell folks, hey, just make it in your own. I was talking to another gentleman yesterday who, who asked for it because I mentioned this on a prior uh, podcast with you, Carm, and, you know, that's the marketing calendar. I mean, um, I'd love Bill's marketing calendar. I would love Scott Waddle's calendar. Um here it is. Not that it's the Holy Grail. We, we don't build Holy Grails. But here's my year-long marketing calendar with all the events. Because sometimes we get flat busted. Let's move on from a financially struggling shop. And let's move on to a shop that may want to really dive in to strides to the ticket average. We talk car count. But maybe there's some of that burnout on car count. Maybe there's 800 cars uh, in a garage that was seeing 350, 400, and it suffered a bit on their ticket average. I think the I think the root of everything is in that marketing, and I think the root of that we can share. I mean, there's ideas, all kinds of ideas out there, 
And so I would just invite everyone right now as an immediate action plan, whether you're listening live or on the podcast, no matter who you are, frank at desertcarcare.com. You got my marketing calendar. It's wild. It's wacky. You can have it. Yeah, I, I, so I'd like to offer that. Thank you very much. And 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 listen, let's start a sharing. Um, you got to buy me a beer though if we meet. <laughs> oh, of course. Did you? Does anyone notice that there's been a theme of beer in this discussion here today? <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> we we often say at our meetings we learn more around the bar than we do in the meeting some days. Yeah, it's so true. Um, Frank, you thank you for that offer. And you know that may be. So many guys have said, "Listen, uh, I was a great, a great tech. I, I I just loved it to talk to cars." And then I got on my counter and I had to learn to talk to people. Oh, did that hurt? Well, then finally someone convinced me to hire a service professional. And then I had to go in and run the business. And there were like 25 things I had no clue what to do. And don't ask me how they got done before, but they really didn't. And so I had to really take that leap and start working on my business. So now what do I do about this and this and this and this and this and this and this? And the marketing piece, one of the biggest responsibilities I've heard from a CEO is that you, you got to bring the customers into the business. It's, it's your responsibility. And so thank you for wanting to share that. And if anyone out there would love to share something with me and I can share it to the world, I may even maybe post a couple on the website, question at remarkableresults.biz or carm at remarkableresults.biz. I, I have no problem being a a holder for that. And, you know, you, you mentioned something great, Frank, and, and I, I wrote this down, and it's one of my favorite lines in the whole world. I've, I've loved it and appreciated it my whole life, that you pay bills from gross margin dollars. And you were talking about car count before instead of ARO. And, you know, the bigger and the stronger the ticket, the more gross there is, if your gross is right and, and, and you're doing all the right math. You pay bills from gross margin dollars. And if anyone's struggling to pay their bills uh, you need to have the gross margin dollars in order to do it. Um, wow, uh, this was this was re- it's it's enlightening so far. Now, Scott, you were you had uh, I know you you've been in a lot of twenty groups and you're in a, you've got a local one and I, and I want to kind of get into that a little bit. Localized groups, um, I think you call it an MAG. I forgot Momentum Auto Group, and and, and that's all shop owners in one particular area. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big area. We in British Columbia is uh, for those that don't know Canada as well as uh, some of you. Um, you know, BC is is bigger than you know Washington, Oregon, and California combined, right? So it's a big area, but it's all within our province. And our group was never designed. It's not a profit center for anybody. Nobody makes any money. It's owned by ourselves. Our group, we self direct it, and uh, we have a bit of a template for that. And uh, I know my group would be happy uh, to allow me to share that to some degree. Maybe not the exact version I sent you, Carm, so we'll, uh, we'll touch on that later. But that template's available for others. And putting the group together ourselves was a really neat thing because um, many of us had been in a lot of training in the past. and We just wanted a different take on it. And we, uh, one or two of you have talked about help from outside the industry. We hired a business coach, which is general business experience, HR, marketing, and uh, financial knowledge he knew nothing about the automotive industry at all it was a fresh perspective and then we told him here's what we want you to do for us he's our employee instead of us going to some big company and saying you're going to provide us training um and you know we're we're your we're your customers it's been great it's mostly been driven by the the parts suppliers and other network in town that refer other shops to us and if they meet a, a simple criteria we invite them in and uh, 
we do the same thing, kind of like a 20 group, except we're not, uh, um, we get to control the group. We, we vote as, as a team within the group and decide our direction. And that's uh, been great. How does someone join without getting into too much detail? Have you ever looked at a struggling shop down the road and says, we got to bring this person in? That's often how it happens. Usually, like I said, a referral through a parts vendor or a tool supplier. And uh, we get to know them. And, you know, they, we, we don't sell ourselves. They have to want to be a part of us. So we tell them what we do and we invite them and we leave it up to them. If they show interest, they give us an email or a phone call and say, yeah, can I come in? Then they get to go to the first meeting uh, without paying any dues. I mean, the, we charge dues uh, every month to be a member of this group, but they just, they just pay us back to pay the bills that we have for the meeting space and our facilitator. So we invite them in and they, to come in, they have to show their numbers like income statement and balance sheet. We review them. And then we vote on them after. And if, you know, if they look like they'll have the right attitude and personality and their numbers show that there's some way that we can help them or that they can help us. And never forget that. The, the, the lowest performer can always teach us something. We, we learn from everybody. It's not about the numbers. It's about being the best business person. And uh, not, that isn't always the most amount of profit. It is about profit. It always is. Don't get me wrong. But we all learn from each other at every level. Frank, interesting question to you. Uh, you're working with a guy, as you said. Would you get deep into financials? I already have, yeah. Um, it's ugly. And um, we're in the midst of doing that as we speak. And this was a situation that, you know, I had mentioned in some of the show notes prior that and by the way, Scott, this is awesome you do that. There's a lot of communities throughout the country that have these wonderful groups. Um, so rock on. Thank you for what you do there. Um, but this individual's accounting stemmed from a merchant loan. And, and those are vicious. Those are tough. And so I had mentioned in the show notes that can you save somebody that's, you know, you get into a desperate situation where you're better off, you know what, I'm just going to, walk out. Sometimes you just walk out. Nobody can save those decisions. Financially, it's really tough, really tough. And so I'm not sure. I'd love to give you a report back and see how that all works out. Uh, there's definitely some tactic behind if there's any attempt to shore up. I think I had mentioned to downgrade the ego and uplift the spirit, which includes cutting staff. Cutting all that pork. I mean, you really got to go to a, a dark place. You got to work it 12 hours a day. You just got to, you got to save your business. You're, what you're to- saying is go back to basics. Remember when you started, bring the, bring the energy that you had in startup mode, reinvent yourself, throw some stuff away that you got buried with. I mean, you're really talking about open heart surgery. Hey man, I'm just a human being. I sometimes I I don't know if I can help this guy that way, and so I'll, I'll give you a report. I'll let you know, but I'm active with it as we speak, and um, you know he's involved uh, not actively with ASA. Bill, you mentioned a lot of the association groups; they're doing a phenomenal job, um, but he's not. You know, he's not consistently active. His mind is in is in that big debt. It's hard. It's hard to, to really, that's the reality of it. It's not an easy thing. You mentioned surgery, Carm. Most of us have to feel a little bit of pain before we ask for help. 
Boy, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Why is my chest burning? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Huge opportunities in this great aftermarket of ours. You can't make decisions, guys, in a vacuum or alone. I mean, that's one of my takeaways from this. Uh, we need to get help, seek help. Frankly, the help is available. It is out there. And that is one of the most, um, you know, when I think about uh, where, I've, where I've come from and where we are today and the events that I've been, Apex and Vision and, and Super Saturday and, and the Women's Board and all these places that I've been and I've realized all these wonderfully successful people that are there learning from each other and networking. And I don't want to not include the fact that networking and, and the power to be with your people is one of the great steps in resurrecting your brand, your business, your success. You guys agree? Yep. 100%. I know that we could take this thing and talk another 20 minutes. I'm not sure we're going to get the same value that we have nice, concisely put into this tight little bundle of, of discussion because I think that we, we, I think we pull the essence of how to help and the essence of maybe how to ask for help. And I think this is, I think we've covered a great two way street. I, I do want to go around the room, guys, and, and have you say any one last thing that's on your mind about our whole issue here. Rise up our industry benefits through outreach, impacting a difference for those struggling for success. So let me start with you, Bill. Frank, I'll give you the last word. Bill, I'll give you the first. You know, the biggest thing is just to, if you can, share. I mean, your your uh, technician roundtable last week brought up the fact that Auto Mechanica and the size and scope of that and the lack of attendance in the Chicagoland area. And I think a lot of people, you know, even when I talk to my peers around here, I mean, they're they're not aware of these events going on. I myself was guilty of that. I mean, I up until your podcast that highlighted TST's big event here, I mean, this is, I think, his 15th year. I mean, I was really unaware of it until I heard it on your podcast. So, I mean, the more that we can get out there and share and get people listening to the podcast or paying attention to these other things to try to bring people around and listen to the industry more. Thank you very much. You know, you just said something. I totally forgot to even mention it. I, I created a new page on my website. It's called events. Remarkableresults.biz slash events. And any event is on there. And um, Vision's on there, ATE is on there, the big digital program going on, uh, TST isn't there, but it will be. And so all of these events that people can go to training, no matter if it's business or technician, as long as it's open to the public, I'm going to post it. So I will have an events page. And it, it may not, it's not necessarily for everyone who's connected, deep connected, like you all are. It's for the rest of the world who's out there seeking help and, and wanting to know things. So thank you for helping me remember that, Bill. Appreciate that. Scott. Yeah, well, I think the, the point the, that I would like to make is, you know, we all think we all have our little trade secrets. The, thing, the way we do it at our place is special and that's, that's good. But I want everybody to, who thinks that they're special to think for a moment and go, you know, the collective mind is so powerful. And if you can work together with your peers within your industry, within your local area, Everybody actually benefits. It, it really does. And it, at first, you won't see that, but it, it'll happen. And if you can get your, your parts vendors and your tool suppliers to work with you to spread your network, because they're in the shops all day long. They know all the people. They're your number one resource to finding those others that can help you or that you can help them and collectively rise Thank you for that. Before I put you on, Frank, you said something that there's no secrets. 
And uh, it was it was interesting. I interviewed Bill Hanvey and Bill Long, co-chair of Apex, and their episode went out this past Tuesday. Great episode. And I said, you know, there's no secrets, guys, is there? And they kind of chuckled because here we are with all these big manufacturers and all these suppliers. And it's funny to say that, no, there really isn't. There's no real magic bullet out there. Uh, but it it is su- it is something I think people have to understand, and it goes back to what I said when I said the word co-opetition. It was really a book written by Brandenburger and Nail Nailbuff uh, a bunch of years ago, a Yale and Harvard guy, and that was the premise of their book: the liberating message that your competitor does not have to fail for you to win. And that is, if I, I'm really thinking about, is the essence of our of our talk today. And uh, there are no secrets. We should share our secrets because you know what? No one can duplicate exactly how it is that you do what you do, but at least you taught them that there's some variation of a great idea that they could implement. Frank, I'll give you the last word, man. Well, I mean, I think everything revolves around uh, courage. I mean, everyone on here, a lot of us listening, we all want to help. And I think we just got to continue the courage as an industry a lot of changes coming. Technology, apps on the phone uh, that'll make an old marketing plan cry like a baby. And so we really got to stay tight. None of us have the holy grail. We just got to listen a little more and uh, be a little more spirited amongst each other. And, you know, in that's, that's the future, man, it's here. I don't know if you've heard Elon Musk's TED Talk back in April. He said, man, AI and blockchain, we got we to gotta really look at that. And I think the, the, the warm spirit of each other, that ain't going anywhere. Let's look out for each other. I think that's really important. Um, I call it gag, and that's grab a garage. <laughs> that's <laughs> so a cool idea. Have. It's the grab a garage episode. And I'll follow up with you with this garage owner. It's Thank a you. serious situation. Okay, so the challenge is this. Everyone who's listening, struggling, go grab a garage to help you. Anyone who's at the top of the world, they think, and they know that they can help, go grab a go grab a garage and help them. Wow, wouldn't that be cool? Guys, thank you so much. Bill DeBoyer, Scott Waddle, Frank Lloyds, thanks for making this a real special episode. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. <laughs>